Welcome to the first ever episode of Back to the Drawing Board Podcast, a podcast where we explore film, movies, oh, that's that's redundant, um, film, movies, sports, media, culture, we ask questions, we answer questions. If you are interested in a little bit of everything, you don't exactly have just one hobby, one interest, this is the podcast for you. Thank you so much for listening, and let's go. So today we're going to be discussing Air, the new movie about Michael Jordan and Nike and their recruitment of him and his family. We're going to go over baseball being good again. It no longer sucks to watch. And finally, to round out the episode, we're going to discuss which sports cities will you get beat up in if you wear the wrong jersey. Um, So I'm joined today by my co-host, Noah. Um, Hello, Noah. Welcome to the first ever episode of Back to the Drawing Board. Thank you for joining me. Glad to be here. Uh, Truly a momentous occasion, I'm sure. Uh, Well, someday this podcast is going to be worth millions of dollars signed autographed oh absolutely yeah yeah it's gonna be the best podcast the best of all time oh always crime junkies has nothing on us i don't even know who that is exactly Exactly. (laughs) okay so um you didn't see air correct i have not yet no okay well that's great because we're going to be discussing that movie um it comes out next week april 5th i believe Starring Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. It's their first time together, I believe, since 2017. It's always good to see those two together. Um, you know, have you seen Goodwill Hunting? I actually haven't seen Goodwill Hunting. I need to at some point, but okay. Well, maybe we won't do too much about Goodwill Hunting then. But as you both, as you probably know, these are guys. They're both from Boston. Best friends. Grew up together. Both are really famous movie stars. I think they have other mm-hmm. friends that are also in the movie industry. So whatever was in the oh, water. Maybe, maybe one or two, yeah. Just <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't understand what was in the water in this town, what caused them to all become massively successful. Um, mm-hmm. Viola De- Davis is also in the movie. She's Mrs. Jordan. She's probably the best performance in the movie. Um, ben Affleck directed the movie. Jason Bateman stars. Um, yeah, it, it's a solid movie. Uh, I don't know, though. It, it kind of reminds me that all movies are just like marketing techniques now. Like this movie is just existing to prove to us that we should buy Nike shoes, which I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of. But I mean, it's a really well-written movie. It just it, it doesn't have any stakes either because like we already know how the story is going to end. So basically, the plot of the movie is you meet Matt Damon's character, um, Sonny Vaccaro. He's struggling in his job. The basketball division is about to go under. Phil Knight, who is played by Ben Affleck, is like, if you guys don't get, you know, these three stars, Charles Barkley, two other guys, you know, we're shutting you down. We're just going to focus on running shoes. Um, But of course, Sonny Vaccaro knows that Michael Jordan is the guy because of course he does. Um, And so he goes after him, risks his job, risks the entire division of Nike and goes after him. Um, And the movie's kind of written in a way that like it expects you to know what happens because it makes a lot of jokes like oh Carl or uh, not Carl Malone Charles Barkley 
it, no one would want to watch that guy on TV is a joke. And like, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, but like, what are we doing here? Like it, yeah. it, the jokes kind of rely too much on, on hindsight and they're not like funny by themselves. Um, well, I mean, I'm just assuming that most of the people wanting to watch the Michael Jordan air Nike movie I mean, I guess they probably just thought it as well. Like, all the people that are going to be wanting to watch it are probably going to be able to get the jokes, but... Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's a specific audience. Like, do you, mm-hmm. do you think you're going to go see the movie? At some point, I'll definitely watch it, yeah. Okay. I don't know. The, the audience that was in the theater was a lot different than I'm used to. It was a lot of, like, middle-aged people that I don't think go to very many movies. So maybe that's why it's written in this weird way. Um... Yeah, the Michael Jordan generation kind of thing. Yeah, it, it was a lot of um, people that probably grew up in the 80s and 90s. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I think there was only a few other young people in my theater, which is weird because I'm in a, it's basically only young people that ever show up. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe that's just the gap is that I didn't grow up during the era of Michael Jordan, so it's just not going to be enjoyable to me. I, I don't know, but it, it's very much like, in the 80s it loves to play 80s music they're all dressed you know pretty um in ways that represent the time uh there's a lot of references to musicians to things going on in 1984 like for example i guess they were all voting for um geraldine ferraro in nike which of course in hindsight they can say that they weren't reagan voters but that's just another thing that the movie is like See, we were so smart in the 80s. We knew ahead of time. When reality is just all guesswork. But, mm-hmm. but they're pretending that, that they knew what was going to happen. Um, so I don't know. Um, I, so I have three kind of things that I want to go over with the movie. So I wanted to go over the good, the eh, and the bad. So as I kind of alluded to before, the good parts of the movie, are, it, it does feel like they're doing justice to the story. So Nike recruited MJ. They went all in. They were third fiddle behind both Converse and Adidas. Um, it it spoon-feeds the story, so if you're a fan of basketball, the fan of the NBA, you'll still enjoy it, but if you also don't really know anything about it, then you'll, you'll definitely learn. Um, and then the cast, like I mentioned, so much charisma. They all have really witty lines. They all bounce off of each other super well, make fun of each other. The scenes really shine when it's Affleck and Damon as Phil Knight and Sonny Vaccaro, respectively. They both just know how to get at each other in those scenes, and those are definitely the highlight of the movie. Um, the eh, kind of mentioned this earlier, the dialogue is really benefited by hindsight. Some jokes are just completely repeated, or some lines are just said four times in a row. So, for example, there's this line that says, a shoe is just a shoe until someone steps into it. It's a nice sounding line, right? Yeah, I mean, a shoe is just, yeah. It's cheesy, but it's nice. Well, they say mm-hmm. it four times yeah. in the movie, all the all the way through. They don't like allude to it. They say it all the times, and it just feels cheesy. Um, mm-hmm. Phil Knight's dialogue is very like self reverential, so it feels like, see, Phil Knight, he's a good CEO. Um, he donates to charity, and it's not very like aware of all of his flaws like the worst thing that he does is he's barefoot which is a phil knight quirk sure but it just doesn't it feels like they're trying to suck up to nike and phil knight the movie 
Um, and then the bad. There's really not much that's too bad. There is one scene that I thought was just absolutely terrible. They're trying to say like one of the one of the employees is complaining. He's like, "Yeah, we make our shoes in Taiwan. It's just terrible, and it just doesn't fit with the theme of the movie." I don't know what they were trying to say. Just trying to like prove that the filmmakers aren't completely corrupt, evil people. But that doesn't really add much to the story. Um, but overall, it's a, it's a pretty decent movie. Um, I definitely recommend it if you're a basketball fan, but I, I don't know if I can can say it's going to be a movie I remember much longer than a month from now. Um, any final thoughts or questions about it? Like, I, I mean, guess you haven't seen it, but... I haven't seen it. I was actually talking to a guy a few weeks ago, um, and apparently he like just went to school with Julius Tennant, who plays uh, James Jordan, uh, Michael Jordan's dad. Uh, um and like he went to school with him and uh because julius Tennant and viola davis are actually married in real life as well yeah they are yeah uh so i don't know i was just talking to this guy and he was like uh i think yeah he said he went to school with them uh and just about how you know they've sort of just made it like as a couple to be able to play the i mean michael jordan's parents in a movie so i mean that's basically before having seen this movie the extent of what i know about this movie is that they're actually married so yeah i mean those two are great <laughs> mm-hmm. viola davis yeah. carries every scene she's in in any movie so you know well, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. um but you know what what's his name julius Tennant? he's he's also pretty good in the movie he has a few lines mm-hmm. that are pretty humorous um but that you know what you bring up a good point at the end of the movie um it does this thing where it like briefly mentions how James Jordan was, you know, tragically murdered, but it doesn't really go into depth. It felt like it just needed to reference the event, but not like pay homage, not to make a statement on it. It just wanted to say, to, "Oh, because it takes place obviously before Michael Jordan is even yeah." So, it, but they still bring it up that he right. Right, in the credit okay. scene, it, it's brought oh, up. Oh, in the, okay, interesting, that seems pretty... Yeah, yeah. Odd. I, I but, just, I didn't understand exactly what they were going for with the movie, because... Yeah, it, either, either don't bring it up, I'd say, or you, like, say, in memory of, or, like, yeah, just sort of, I mean, honor him a little bit, just for what he did, but you don't just say, oh, he's murdered, if that's what they did, but... Yeah, it it was weird. It was weird. Um, mm-hmm. You'll have to see it to see what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to watch it. But mm-hmm. if you're a basketball fan, watch it. If you're not a basketball fan, maybe still watch it. There's not much out that's not a franchise movie. So I'm I'm glad that it's you know a somewhat original movie. Um, so I definitely appreciated that. I I like it when movies and theaters just aren't John Wick Four, Avengers Seven. I like when we get original movies. So any more air discussion, I think it's time to move on. Let's take a quick break. All right, and we're back. We're going to go over our baseball MLB preview. Baseball is back. It's fun to watch again. I haven't watched a full baseball game on TV, on TV in years. I've watched four this weekend. Um, it's nice to just have on in the background. It goes fast. There's base hits. There's steals. You don't just watch the pitcher stand around, the batter step out of the box every 
five seconds. Um, what have been your first thoughts since all of these changes to the MLB? I mean, just like they actually tried to make a easier game to watch. Uh, I feel like there hasn't been like recently in sports a lot of rule changes to actually make the games more enjoyable. Um, I mean, just the pitch count, pitch clock, um, and then like the shifts where like you can't just you can't. I mean, just shift constantly on defense. Uh, you have pretty much your set spot which just makes it so, like, it's easier to get the base hit. It's faster with the pitch clock. I mean, it just, I mean, as a whole, makes it easier to watch as a fan. Um, I know there's been some mixed feelings from some of, like, the players and managers just about, I mean, some of the new rules. But as a fan, I have to say, so far, two thumbs up. But Yeah, I, I agree. It's It's rare to say that most rules have to do with fan enjoyment. It seems like most rule changes, uh, particularly in the NFL or in the NBA, seem to do primarily with safety, competition, things that make the game more fair. Whereas, Mm -hmm. I mean, in this, it's kind of the opposite of fair. Like, the infield shift was a competitive advantage for every team, and now left-handed batters have an advantage again. Um, Yeah, because the shortstop is only on the can only be on the one side now. Right. And, you know, as a left-handed person myself, I'm perfectly content with right-handed people experiencing their due justice again and no longer (laughs) having unfair advantages over us. So um, Mm -hmm. real real shout-out to all my lefties out there. Happy for us. The only problem is for left-handed pitchers, it's a lot harder to pick off batters now. Um, It used to be basically impossible to steal off a lefty pitcher. But now, since you can only pick off a batter, I think, twice, and then they, you know, get the automatic walk, um, it's going to be a lot tougher for for pitchers to pick people off. But maybe that's an okay thing. Mm-hmm. Um, games on average have been about half an hour shorter. Obviously, it's a pretty small sample size for now. Um, and it's not necessarily just about the length of the game. Like, I don't mind sitting down for two, three hours to watch a game. It's just, I want to be watching action on the screen. I don't want to be viewing a commercial or people standing around chatting to each other. I want to see, you know, runs, hits, double plays, steals, things that are exciting, not just strikeouts, home runs, commercials. Um, Because I remember reading um, a thing and it's like, uh, basically baseball had gotten to a point where it's either where most of the players on the field are just standing around because it's either the strikeout, which only involves the pitcher and the batter and the catcher, um, it's a home run, which only involves the pitcher and the batter, or it's uh, a pop out or something like that, which only involves pitcher, batter, and then whoever catches the ball. So hopefully now we'll actually see where I mean players are going to have to be making plays because the shortstop can't just be wherever they need to be. Uh, I mean, and then. I mean, with the pitch clock, you're going to be getting pitches out a lot quicker. Pitcher isn't going to be able to stand there for, I mean, forever to figure stuff out. So, yeah, we're definitely going to be seeing a lot more baseball being played than had been in the past few years. Yeah, for sure. Um, to kind of go over some, some boring numbers for you. Highest ratings for opening day since 2018, which was, I believe, the Astros-White Sox game. Highest opening day ratings on TV. That's 
extra impressive when you think about how ratings are down for basically all TV sports nowadays. Um, so people are pretty excited about these changes. I think it's it's not necessarily bringing in new fans to the sport, but it's bringing fans like me or you who used to watch a little bit more, but now, you know, for the last few years just hadn't because it was boring. We had other better things to do. But now it's a viable option against basketball, against soccer, against the other spring sports going on right now, um, which is an exciting thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, how are you feeling, though, about just the MLB in general? Do you think it could be probably not number one over the NFL, but do you think it could be number two against the NBA anytime soon? Do you think it has a chance to become you know, an, an American sport again, or do you think it's gotten to the point where it's, it's big in Japan, it's big in Latin America, but it's not our number one or even number two thing here. I definitely think it has the potential to maybe get back up over basketball. Uh, I think basketball right now is sort of struggling with that fan engagement kind of thing. Like what we're talking about with those rules, like, the NBA has had one of those changes that I can think of in the past few years with the transition take foul. Um, obviously, I think right now basketball is still number two over baseball. But if people start wanting to watch baseball again, I mean, I don't see a reason why it can't become America's pastime. Or, uh, I think, I mean, football's still king, but baseball can try. They can, they can do something, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean... It's still, I think... Mm-hmm. far too many games just to actually be able to be engaged yeah. for 162 games but yeah i think that's gonna be the main problem is it's it's tough to watch more than one team really um but what i do think the mlb has going for it is if i'm you know just wanting to go to a sporting event and i can either go to an nba game i can go to an mlb game or let, let's actually just leave it between those two i might pick baseball nine times out of ten like it was fun to go to um, an in-person match prior to these rule changes. Like, I can't imagine it got worse. I'm sure it's even better. You you have an extra hour of your day now. Um, mm-hmm. There's things happening. There's hits. I, I just don't know if I would pick going to a basketball game over a baseball game, even though, you know, the games matter less. What What about you? Which one do you think you'd prefer? I mean, with baseball, it's, I mean, you know what you're going to be getting. It's going to be just baseball in general. Like, odds are all the players are going to be playing. There's not, I mean, we've kind of been dunking on the NBA a little bit already, pun no, intended. No, you should do it more. Uh, the NBA deserves yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, I mean, if I'm going to a basketball game, I don't know who's playing. Yeah. I have to check. 30 minutes before and there might be the people I want to be seeing being actually played but baseball it's like you're getting your guys unless they're hurt because and I mean obviously pitches are a different story but if I want to go to a I don't know a Yankees game I'm just I'm guessing Aaron Judge is going to be playing if I'm going to an Angels game I know that those guys are going to be playing uh you know Mike Trout and Otani uh so I just think like the stories the star power that baseball has, uh, you just know that they're going to be playing. And then even so, even if you're watching a, I don't know, an Orioles game, uh, it's still going to be baseball. You're still going to get, I mean, hopefully some good hits, some good plays. Like, while with basketball, you have no idea what's going on, who's playing or anything like that. So 
Can we talk about the Orioles for a second? I know you just brought them up in passing. That team is that yeah. team is a disaster. They're they're playing the Red Sox in a series this weekend. Um, and I don't, I'm not a Red Sox fan. I'm not an Orioles fan. But I, I had it on. The Orioles were winning the game up until the bottom of the ninth inning. They have two outs, and all of a sudden, just drop the ball. They just literally drop the ball on the final out, which causes the Red Sox to score two more runs and win the game. What a disaster. I just don't understand. You know, no other franchise seems to have this crazy bad luck in, in baseball other than the Orioles. Um, and they're already in the toughest division, maybe in American sports. Um, and I just don't see where the way out is for them. I mean, I guess the yeah. consolation is at least they're not the A's. At least their stadium isn't falling apart and they're being forced to move by the MLB. But that that team is just a disaster. Yeah, it's kind of it says something when I can just assume that the Orioles are bad, and then someone can immediately back me up with the facts that the Orioles are bad. Yeah, because <laughs> I just, I mean, it's like if you're gonna choose a team bat that's bad in baseball the past few years, you just choose the Orioles, and odds are you're gonna be right. I mean, it's they've had a pretty bad run for the past two decades. I don't even know. Who, yeah, thirty years, I think. Yeah. I mean, their their owner doesn't mm-hmm. spend money. Much like you know, a few baseball owners, but mm-hmm. feel bad for them. They at least it's tough. It's it's a tough division. So we'll see. All right. Well, let's do our picks for you know the MLB this season. You you go first, and then um, I mean, I think just American League. I mean, as much as I don't like the Astros, I mean they haven't gotten much worse after winning several titles. Uh, in Three, two titles in three years. Is that what they're at? I think I, I believe um, so. Yes. Yeah. So they haven't gotten much worse. So I think American League, you still got the Astros. National League, uh, I think Atlanta. I mean, had a good good season last year. I think this year they'll be able to match it again. Hopefully, win the National League. Uh, I am gonna have to take the Astros over the Braves. Um, just because I, I mean, rematch over twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just Astros have been good. They haven't gotten much worse. So Astros over Braves. Okay. Uh, for this year. Well, my pick is not the Astros. Luckily, I'm picking my New York Yankees over the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think it's time for these big market teams to finally face off against each other. Um, yeah. So that's my pick. I think Judge breaks another record this year. Yankees added a few pitchers. Um, they definitely didn't get worse. They spent the money. Their farm system is is better than it used to be. Um, I think the Yankees, you know, obviously we're both idiots about baseball, but I think they, they've given it a shot. Um, so I'm sorry to all the listeners out there who are laughing at us because we have no idea what we're talking about. All right, but that's, mm. that's MLB talk. So we're going to take one more quick break, and then we're going to rank sports cities that you're going to get beat up in. Alright, welcome back. We're going to be ranking sports cities that you might get beat up in. Maybe you're wearing the wrong uniform, maybe you said the wrong thing, you cheered for the wrong team. Noah's going to start us off and then we'll, we'll just go back and forth. So Noah, who is your number one pick? Or sports cities that you might get beat up in. Um, yeah, so my uh, first pick, I feel like it's an obvious one. Uh, 
if anyone wasn't expecting me to say Philly, Philadelphia, um, I don't know where you've been the past few years. I mean, yeah, Philadelphia just has to be the first pick. Um, home of the Eagles, home of the Sixers. Um, so, the Phillies. Yeah. yeah, the Phillies. Yeah, obviously, Philadelphia. Um, who's, who's their hockey team now? Oh, I don't know. I don't watch hockey. <laughs> um, I'd be able to tell you if I thought about it. But yeah, just number one, Philadelphia. Uh, if I'm going to an Eagles game, um, I'm not a Giants fan or a Commanders fan or a Cowboys fan, but I just make sure to not wear that. I feel like if any city ever is going to beat you up, it's definitely going to be Philadelphia, where they have to handle riots if they win or if they lose, um, because their fans are just known as being kind of ridiculous. So um, I'm sure you'd be able to actually find stories of when Philadelphia fans uh did beat up <laughs> opposing fans i sure i'm sure it wouldn't be that hard if i looked for a couple minutes i'm sure i could find one but yeah philadelphia just has to be the first pick so you know i, I i've been meeting some people from philly lately I, I i don't live in philly i've never been really to philly they're they're all really kind nice people so i don't understand where they maybe it's just something different about their sports teams but it is a real thing um, and I, I kind of commend them for it, for caring so passionately. They definitely um, do care. Yeah, you cannot cannot say they don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And it, it, it makes no sense to me as, you know, the city of brotherly love. They're all kind people. But the second their sports teams get brought up, everything changes. Maybe it's like, you know, you can make fun of your, your brother. But if someone else does, you want to beat them up. And maybe it's something like that. All right. So for my first pick... Um, second pick overall, I, I'm debating between a couple. So I do have a bias against the city, so I, maybe I'll just say it. So Boston is going to be my second pick. Um, we're talking about passion and fan bases. No city has more passion than Boston fans. Um, some people would call it title town. Unfortunately, I'm not one of those people. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like... If you wear a Lakers jersey or a Yankees jersey or, I mean, I feel like at Patriots games, they're not really going to care because they've owned everyone in that division. So I don't think you're going to get beat up at a Patriots game. Um, But if I were to wear a Lakers game and yell at Jason Tatum in the garden, I don't think I'm walking out of there scot-free. I think someone's going to slap me. I think someone might hit me. Um, and maybe they'd be justified in doing so. They have the titles to back it up. But for my pick, I'm picking Boston. I feel like this one could also apply to uh, opposing uh, players coming to the city, most mm-hmm. likely. Maybe not getting beat up, but... Um, Verbally uh, berated. Yeah, berated. Um, maybe some other... Uh, no, oh, no, we we, we wouldn't nice want to stereotype an entire no, city. No, 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 of course that not. That would be wrong. No, or, that would be very wrong. Um, yeah, that, that would be terrible. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, making fun of someone just because they look like something because they're from somewhere. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, we, Definitely we should not be doing that. Definitely want to do that to our uh, Boston, um, the city of Boston. But yeah. No, they're Americans too, okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely they are. They are some of the first Americans. 
if we look at you know just Boston. But well, if that's not telling, I don't know what is. But <laughs> that's true. All right, who's your who's your third pick? Third pick. Um, I feel like those are the the first two are sort of the really set concrete ones that lots of people are gonna know. Um, for my third pick, I'm gonna have to go with. I don't want to say, I guess Dallas, um, Dallas, but specifically the Cowboys. Okay. Um, but it's the map. Half, it's half opposing fans. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, I'm gonna have to defend myself a lot here, and I'm still not gonna feel great about choosing Dallas. I think. Um, Mavs fans mostly are kind of, most of them are pretty good people. Um, I've been to a couple of Mavs games. I've met some pretty cool people. Uh, well, who's their rival? That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for Mavs, it's like, oh, it's other Texas teams, but no one really cares. Like, they haven't been good. But the Cowboys, like, it's the NFC East thing. It's, I think it is a lot of just the NFC East, where if... I'm sure if I wore a, I don't know, a Detroit Lions jersey to a Cowboys game, I probably wouldn't get beat up. Obviously, Eagles, uh, you might. Giants, you might. Um, and as you said earlier, Cowboys, uh, the opposing team does travel really well to Dallas. Um, but I've just met a couple of like those Cowboys people where it's like, oh, we're, and now we're generalizing about, about an entire people. That's what this segment is. Um that's what this segment is, I think. <laughs> just we're we're going to get beat up for this segment. Probably, actually, yeah. But, I mean, just those specific Cowboys fans are like, oh, we're winning the Super Bowl every year, and if you argue with me, you're wrong, and I'm going to, you know, in my khaki shorts and uh, wife beater, try and beat you up. Um, jorts. Jorts, jorts, like jorts. Yeah, jorts. Um, cut off jorts. Cut off jorts specifically. Bedazzled um, on the go butt. a little, a little below the knee, as yep. well. Um, what shoes are they wearing? Uh, probably the New Balances. Uh, really, I think they're wearing Jordans, like old uh, Jordans. It depends on. Yeah, I guess it depends on how old the person is. Because. The older Cowboys fans will be wearing the New Balances. Maybe sort of the, I don't know, middle-aged kind of ones will have the older Jordans on. But this is a, a great segment where we're not oh. being oh not being towards any people whatsoever. <laughs> no people at all for the first Most people from Dallas oh. are, are so so nice, so kind. Yeah, I mean, again, I've been to I've been to Dallas a few times. People are great. Um, Mavs games are generally great. If I could afford a Cowboys game, probably still wouldn't go, but, you know. Jerry's World. Jerry's World, yep. It's a great, great stadium there. Um, Okay, so for my pick, I'm going to audible a little bit. I'm going to pick Memphis. Ooh, okay. So here's my rationale. John Morant is just going to beat me up. Yeah, I mean... The odds of that happening. Well, he he might not do it, but he'll just have... Um, all of his uh, buddies do it, just coming out of the woodwork to do it. But and I'm not even going to make this an anti-jaw segment. I think you know he he's turning around, doing the right thing. Um, but it's just something about if I were in Memphis, they're my least favorite team in the NBA. I think I'm at the game. I might cause a kerfuffle. I might say the wrong thing. 
I think I'm going to get beat up. Maybe this is a personal choice. Maybe this just applies to me. Most people are probably going to be fine in Memphis. I think that just because I can't stand the Grizzlies with all of my heart, I think for some reason I'm going to find myself with a black eye at the end of the night. So who is your next pick? Uh, just one last thing on Memphis. Uh, I mean, we almost had a fan get beat up by a player um, a few, I think it was a month and a half ago when uh, famously Shannon Sharp <laughs> almost fought Great Dylan point. Brooks on the court. So Great I mean, point. If it's not Jaw, it's going to be Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks, yeah. Who I think Dylan Brooks will just fight anyone, honestly, but that's kind of his whole, I mean. The yeah, he could thing. be in any city doing that. So. Yeah, so. But so my last pick, uh, ooh, we've gotten through, I mean, most of the NFC East for some reason. Um, I don't think I'll pick any other team from the NFC East. It's just uh, New York and Washington left. Yeah, but New York isn't going to do it. And Washington, they don't have enough heart anymore to... To care, they probably really. beat themselves up. Mm-hmm. So which, you know, I feel bad for him. Yeah, they'll. Hey, one of your teams someday will be good. I mean, Nationals aren't bad, but yeah, the Nationals. Well, the Capitals won it all like uh, a year uh, yeah, ago. Yeah, I mean, so um, last pick. I can't say Oakland because Oakland doesn't have the Raiders anymore. So. Nope, and Vegas doesn't the have A's, the... And nope. A's, I'm sorry, A's fans, uh, you exist, I think. Well, the stadium years. that you're most likely to get bit by a rat. Yeah. Um, this is difficult for the last one. We've gotten through most of the... There's Say one the There's people. one that's sitting there that I'm surprised if you're not thinking about it just a tad bit. I mean, Los Angeles, just because... No, nope. No? Yeah. Detroit. Oh, we can't. It's Detroit, yeah, but I feel like Lions fans are just happy to happy to be there and Pistons fans. Um, Maybe in 2005. You're yeah. You're really good to get it, beat up. But... Mm-hmm. So what, what's your pick then? My pick? I'm just going to go... I feel like... I might just go... Okay, you're going to have to hear me out, but Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. They have no winning teams. No, they don't have any winning teams, but they sort of had that they have that pride like they should have winning teams. Um if yeah. I'm wearing a, a a Packers jersey at a Bears game or if I'm wearing a a Pistons jersey at a Bulls game or a, or a, I mean a White Sox at a Cubs game. Um, <laughs> That's the city that might have the most inner inner city fighting. Inner city, yeah, because I mean Cubs, White Sox, and then I mean you just have people in Chicago that might like other NFC North teams uh, other than the Bears. A lot of transplants in Chicago. Yeah, Midwest in general. I guess you could. There's lots of intermingling between those teams. So yeah, I'll pick Chicago. Just if you're wearing. I don't know, Packers or Sox or Cubs out of Sox or, you know, just one of those things. I feel like you might not always get beat Cardinals. up. Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Cardinals at a Cubs game. You're, you're, getting, you're probably going to get beat up. 
Um, so yeah, Frankly, so okay. that you should. Uh, no, yeah. yeah. If you're a Cardinals fan, why? Um, well, they do win. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Okay, well, for my last pick, I'm gonna audible again. I'm gonna say Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Um, only the Jaguars. Only the Jaguars. Only uh-huh. the Jaguars. Nothing to do with how good their team is or their people. Just um, because you're the in odds. Yeah, the odds of a Florida man incident occurring mm-hmm. are greater than zero when you're in Jacksonville. Yeah, and probably greater than when you're in Miami or. Or Orlando or Tampa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think Jacksonville, it's got the most people of these cities in Florida. So the odds of an incident occurring are the highest. So that's the the sole reason for me picking Jacksonville. Um, Some honorable mentions that I had written down but didn't say. Kansas City. Baltimore. Brooklyn. But not New York. And Mm -hmm. Miami. Yeah. Do you, any, do you have any honorable mentions? I mean, it's mostly like just those teams that have that sense of pride right now that I really feel like, or have had that sense of pride. So Kansas City, I mean, they've had, a, I mean, obviously a couple of good teams in the Chiefs uh, the past few years. But I mean, overall, I mean, you're probably not going to get beat up at most. Um Sporting events, if you're wearing an opposing jersey, except yeah, probably Philly. not any of them, except Philly. Um, except the Philly, Philly you, I, I'm sure you actually could. Yeah, um, the segment is really a terrible idea. Like it was just <laughs> so we could bully cities, and we didn't yeah. even do that that much because I don't think either of us can fight particularly no. well. Oh, absolutely. I not. did watch Creed three last weekend, so I don't think you know I'm at zero. I think I could hold my own for maybe 30, 45 seconds, but. Um, that's just from watching a movie. Don't don't get that twisted. But yeah, I don't I don't think you're getting beat up at any sporting event. If we're talking least likely cities, just real quickly, I think my number one has to be Salt Lake City. I don't think, you know, maybe it's just a, a bias I have again, but I don't think I'm gonna get beat up if I'm in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Also, Seattle, I think, is a good one. Yeah, not great one. Um, just I mean, Northwesterners probably. I mean, I Portland's? guess Utah. Portland? Portland, I feel like, is a bit... I mean, probably not in Portland, either. No, just I cause... feel like they're all stoned out of their minds, you know. Mm-hmm. Which, hey, I mean, you do you, man, but... They're probably more worried about something else going on in their city, rather than yeah. their sporting teams. The Trailblazers aren't any good right now, so... They're um, just another team that's happy to be there. They're just happy. happy to be there. Seattle, I mean, obviously is missing a basketball team. I'm sure they would be happy to be there. But, I mean, Seahawks, all the Seahawks fans I know, it's kind of auto, all really nice people. Um, I've and been as to a Seattle. Broncos fan, I'm sure that's miserable. Oh, it's awful, yeah. Um, I love having to talk to, I mean, I know a lot of Seattle fans uh, as well for having been to Seattle once and never living uh, anywhere near Seattle. Um, and they're all pretty nice people. I mean, I hate, the fact that as a Broncos fan, all the stuff that's happened, it's one of the weirder rivalries. I know they used to be in the same division, but being in two different conferences and the rivalry that they have, um, yeah, it kind of makes it sad that most Seattle fans are really nice people that I've met at least. So, I think that's 
that's the thing with, um, you know, I live in New York now, and I used to not really care for New York teams, but when the fans are nice or cordial or polite, you just kind of want to root for that team. And it makes, it saddens me to say, but sometimes I'll even be rooting for the Yankees or the Mets, and I just never had any any desire to care for those teams or the Giants or the Jets. Um, and it's just because the fans really, like, change your perspective. Like, I used to have no ill will towards Philly fans, and then they were super cocky this year, especially it, about the, the, the Eagles. Sports, unfortunately, this year, uh, obviously, Eagles making the Super Bowl sixes look good. Yeah. The Phillies being good as well. Uh, the Union, MLS. You're not an MLS guy. That's okay. Well, no, they, they were in the championship, so. Mm-hmm. so and are predicted to win it all this year. So we'll see. Uh, so yeah, if you take one thing away from this pod, um, we hate Philly for some reason. I don't hate Philly. I just <laughs> no, I mean, we if, don't actually. Hate Philly, but if I go to Philadelphia, out. I'm buying one of their jerseys and I'm wearing it to the game because no reason to cause a problem. Talking about how Nick Foles is just one of the greatest people to ever exist. Yeah, so. I love I love Nick Foles. Um, you know, Embiid. I'll, I'll say that Embiid is the MVP, even Absolutely. if I don't agree with it. Um, well, maybe he is at this point. I think Giannis kind of yeah, flushed that away. On uh, betting the tide. Oh, uh, Jokic and Embiid, yeah. Because, well, and the, but I mean, just with Embiid ducking... That game the other day, allegedly. I don't know. If well, it wasn't. I don't think it was Embiid's choice to do that. Uh, yeah, NBA. I it was MVP. The, the Sixers GM. Yeah, who's your pick out of Jokic or Embiid? I think. I mean, who I want to win or who I think's gonna win? Who you would vote for if you had a vote? I had a vote. I'd probably vote. Well, all of them. I feel like have had really just bad weeks the past week. Yeah. Um, because if Giannis didn't have that terrible game against Boston the other day, I'd probably say Giannis. But just I have to, I, you just have to go with Jokic now, and I don't know if that's the correct pick. But it's like he's played more games, he's playing well, and then he hasn't dropped like what was it, forty-two points, one forty-one ninety-nine that Boston Bucks game. Which just really, really, if you win that game and you, as Giannis, and you have a good game, I think you pretty much, I mean, he's been number three, but I think you move up a bit into maybe two or one. You at least have a chance. But now it has to be Embiid or Jokic, and Embiid's missing games still, and Jokic is playing them. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I think if Embiid comes back, has a couple really good last couple games. I think he wins it, but I think if if he doesn't play the next two, I think that's basically it for him. So we'll see. He has been. I think he's played the most recent game. I don't have okay. it pulled up in front of me, but yeah, it's yeah, just. I I don't know. He, they had a lot of games, and then because he played against the Suns, and that last week on last, uh, I think last Saturday or Sunday, and then didn't play. Monday against the Nuggets in what was going to be one of the biggest games of the regular season. But yeah, well, hopefully it's a a good, good race. I don't want to see, you know, either of them throw it away. I want to see them both, both try Mm -hmm. win at the end of the season. 
Well, um, that's all we have for today. So thank you, Noah, for joining me. Um, thank you all for listening. It's you know it's been a fun first episode. Um, just to give a, a brief little overview of what this is probably going to be. So we're going to have multiple episodes a week, probably three. We'll do one about sports. So this was a pretty sports-heavy podcast. Um, we'll do movies. <laughs> um so maybe new releases we'll also do some older movies we might do a rankings just reviews discussions um and then we're also going to do some longer more focused podcasts on aspects of culture questions why things happen um so that way there's a little bit for everyone you don't have to go anywhere else for different interests hobbies um we'll try to answer questions here so thank you all for listening Have a good night. God bless America. Merry Christmas.